spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. Well, this is a story not of the universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 495. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. And this is a slow news week, believe it or not. I do. I'm going to believe it for the next few weeks until Comic-Con. <laughs> right. So we've been getting uh, probably two or three people a week joining the Facebook group. If you'd like to join that, facebook.com slash group slash DC On Screen podcast. Or if you'd like to call us and leave us a voicemail, 205-259-6331. We will play you on the show. We have uh, we have a couple of voicemails, a couple of listeners. Play that near the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, go ahead and jump into this news, though, we have going. Uh, <laughs> jump into this shallow pool. Yes, the shallow pool of rumors and half-truths and some actual truths. Yay. Now, this is. I hope this is true. That hashtag show, which, you know, these are, again, the people who actively argue with David Sandberg about whether or not their casting thing was true, their casting call was true, over on Shazam. Yeah. Um, It's a grain of salt website, for sure. Yeah. They're reporting, though, through their sources, that Lawrence Shear is going to be the cinematographer of the Joker movie that Todd Phillips is doing. Who that? And that could, well, that could make sense. Because Shear was the cinematographer on Todd Phillips' Hangover films, Due Date, or War Dogs. Um, it could also be that this is just a really good guess to stir up news on a slow news week. Mm-hmm. But I really, I sincerely hope this is true. Because Lawrence Shear also, he was also the DP on Garden State, Paul, I Love You Man, Dan in Real Life, The Chum Scrubber. You know, all movies of varying qualities. And varying genre. The picture was the picture was always pretty. Oh, and here's one for you. He shot the Andy Barker P.I. pilot. Ooh, that was brilliant. Oh, that was good. <laughs> so this is not a bad choice. This man does very good work, and I actually hope this rumor is true. Yeah. He's also, doing, uh, God, he's also doing this new uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters film that's coming out. I, I probably won't see it because I'm just it's just not my thing, man. 
<laughs> I, I didn't like the last Godzilla. I never got around to it. I don't want to bash it quite quite yet, but no, I haven't. Uh, didn't get around to that one. Yeah. I got like some of the old stuff, some of the old Godzilla. Those, those are fun. Sometimes. We're about half the time. And then the rest of it's just like people in funny helmets sitting around. Yeah. <laughs> Over to Aquaman. Uh, James Wan got a, his own exclusive uh, Funko Pop. Uh, they're doing it for SDCC. I think there's only going to be like something like a thousand or so of these made. But um, I actually don't know the number. It's going to be at SDCC. But on Instagram, James posted a picture of his pop with a big monitor in the background displaying a shot of what appears to be two Atlantean combatants. Um, caption says, my lifelike, my lifelike clone finally arrived. Thank you, uh, original Funko. Put him slash me straight to work. And it does look cool. I didn't freak out or anything. It's not freak out worthy, but it looks pretty damn cool, man. It's like blurry people fighting underwater. I mean, <laughs> it's out of focus on, on purpose, but... Mm-hmm. Like you could see like a helmet with a fin, you know, a trident, use some body armor. People are like, oh, is Aquaman fighting somebody? We don't know that. I didn't see Aquaman. Be two I saw, Who knows? I, was, I saw a blurry stick figure fighting another blurry stick figure with a trident. Right. The only thing I could like really see like that was in focus was the phrase property of Warner Brothers on the screen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which, fun fact, cannot be blurred by any technology. Just yeah. just can't blur it. <laughs> so we had uh, Amber Heard talking to Entertainment Weekly saying uh, about Mira. She is a warrior who was raised by the Queen of Atlantis before she passed. We meet Mira after the Queen has long since left and she's been raised to take over as Queen her whole life. She's been raised to serve her kingdom and rule over Atlantis with King Orm. So that's that's kind of that's new to the mythology. The, the idea that she's like betrothed to uh, King Orm. I don't remember it, but I initially wouldn't, I wouldn't be willing to vouch for like that meaning it wasn't part of it somewhere. Uh, she goes on. Uh, she's very disciplined and almost militaristic. She's fully dedicated to saving her nation, and that serves as an impetus to go to the surface world and elicit help from Arthur, who's the polar opposite of Mira. He lives in the moment. He's confused about his identity. He lacks the purpose and focus that Mira has, which makes them an unlikely duo. But it's that disparity that makes a nuanced relationship between them. Where one is strong, the other is weak, and those differences are a conduit for their bonding. So there's an old-fashioned hierarchy in their society that they rule uh, that they rule Atlantis. There are different tribe communities within the social hierarchy. Some of us have certain superpowers, and I have hydrokinesis, not just making bubbles. And that was uh, that last bit was her talking about uh, you know Atlantis and and her own powers. Right. I, I'm I am excited about Aquaman, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm getting I I wasn't sure I would get there quite as much as as I have. Those pictures really amped you up. They did, man. I'm good, absolutely that. I'm good with that. I mean, I'm we we know the trailer's coming, so that got me through. That's what I'm excited about now is I just want to see that damn trailer. Mm-hmm. And I still kind of super want them to show me one trailer and then nothing else until it hits the theaters. <laughs> like, I hear you. I kind of want to get rid of this three trailer system. <laughs> Uh, speaking there of... There you go, your uh, first and final trailer. See you in six months. Sounds great. Speaking of a possible trailer, you know, they, there's been, there has been talk, rumors, um, that they were going to put out a Shazam uh, trailer at SDCC, and, um, David Sandberg posted a picture, like a little cartoon of himself. It's like a Comic-Con, a San Diego Comic-Con logo with little legs and arms dragging the ground. And like little sweat drops 
like looking like it's coming to David Sandberg and Sandberg screaming at it going, hurry up and get here. <laughs> so I, 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 I hope that means uh, that we're going to get a trailer, honestly. Um, I kind of don't. I kind of do. And I had this crazy dream a couple of nights ago um, where I may have, it may have been like the most detailed uh, thing that I've ever actually remembered from a dream. I dreamed that we actually saw the, the a Shazam trailer that was meant for San Diego Comic-Con. And I have it in my head. I wrote down... Uh, a bunch of stuff, and I'll talk about it <laughs> near the end of the show. In in uh, <laughs> in response to something that one of our listeners asked us, mm-hmm. I'll actually like walk us through my little my little dream Your trailer here. Dream. Okay, my favorite dream. <laughs> it was uncharacteristically hot in the house. And I'm gonna be now. I'm gonna be real curious though, like if you get any any damn thing right. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll talk about that at the end of the show. Um, <laughs> over on, uh, the, for Wonder Woman 1984 news, Patty Jenkins actually has revealed now, uh, Kristen Wiig as Barbara Minerva, AKA Cheetah, um, is a picture of her standing in a museum. Uh, there's a lot of animal exhibits around. She's looking up at something, mayhap a cheetah exhibit, and she's wearing super, super eighties clothes, man. Um, Paul Dini even, even deigned to reply to Patty Jenkins and said, oh yeah, Perfect. <laughs> uh, That's going to be like, good, the though. grading part of this movie for me is, oh, God, that outfit. Oh, Lord. Oh, there. I mean, based on everything I've seen, you're going to hate the way everybody looks in this film, man. <laughs> There's just certain colors they used in the 80s that we should have just taken all the templates for those colors and all the textiles they were put on and just shot them into space, just right into the sun. Nah, man. Nah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's good stuff, but I don't know. I, I get a certain nostalgic feel when I see all that kind of stuff, man. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. All right, so someone asked uh, John Francis Daly, how soon can we enjoy another movie you worked on? I absolutely loved Vacation and Game Night. And uh, Daly writes, if all goes well, sometime in 2020, which uh, seems to indicate that uh, he suspects The Flash will be coming out in 2020 if all goes well mm. so that's pretty fun it's a bit of a reach but it could be could be nice i wouldn't i mean i that's the that's one of the movies that it's very much shit or get off the pot for me mm-hmm. i'm just i'm i need some I don't know, cameras I'm, I'm, to roll i'm hoping i'm hoping all right over to the dc tv normally i would uh reiterate our voicemail and say hey everyone if you're not going to join us for the rest blah 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 but it's only been like 10 minutes so um <laughs> We're just going to move on. Because it's super light out there. Super light. Uh, according to Deadline, Jeremy Irons has been cast in a lead role as an aging and imperious lord of a British manor in HBO's Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Dude, I am so on board Watchmen. I am so excited about this shit, man. Jeremy Irons? Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'll be damned if they're not getting me excited for Lucifer too, man. Uh, TV line reported that, um, Lucifer, all of Lucifer's, uh, Lucifer season four's episodes will drop at the same time on Netflix. Uh, and they're probably going to wrap no sooner than early December. So, you know, optimistically they say we're going to be seeing it early 2019 and, 
the showrunners, oh, sorry, the showrunner uh, Joe Henderson says that season four will introduce a character from Lucifer's past who will quote bring a whole new dimension to everything. And no, he wasn't referring to Azrael. Mm. Um, you're hoping man. you're hoping he actually means dimension. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Getting some deep um, deep cut game, not even deep cut, some some real game and stuff. Yeah, I did read earlier that they said in an interview that uh, a lot of the. Uh, real devilly type of stuff. A lot of, like, there are certain things about Lucifer that they wanted to put in the show and like Fox wouldn't let them. So I'm, I have high hopes for Netflix and I'm not talking about his nude butt because that was also a thing they said like, Oh, we're going to get to show his ass now. <laughs> Netflix. Yeah. But <laughs> which, you know, guy looks like he has a nice ass. I don't know. doesn't do anything for me personally, but good on you people who like that. Um, <laughs> but if we can get a little darker and a little you know, crazier? Absolutely. A little less procedurally. Absolutely. Like, what is it going to be? 10, 11 episodes, something like that? 11, 13? Uh, it's going to be 10. 10? Uh, I, uh, over the course of 10, I think they said it was going to be roughly the same amount of time per episode that we're used to. So, mm-hmm. about 45-minute episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if they occasionally solve, like, two murders over the course of all those episodes, I, I can live with that. But, I really, like, there's... I want to, I want to way down on the murder scale on the solving murder scale. Mm-hmm. I understand it's uh, like ostensibly to get them together you need to have that, but that was before. That was the before times. We're in the after times now. <laughs> right. She knows what he does. She knows who he is. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping this just opens it all up for us. I really am. That'd be Another so show that I'm weird though. Like imagine if you're like 15 years from now and you go watch this show. Like imagine they do all mm-hmm. the stuff we're hoping they do, and you watch. Like you're on, I guess it'll be Netflix maybe for you know 15 years from now or something, and you 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 check out Lucifer, and it's like three seasons of procedural 22 episodes, give or take, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the first season was shortened, but still, like let's say it was um, what 50 episodes of procedural stuff almost, mm-hmm. and then you get to like a 10 episode fourth season that just blows the whole fucking thing wide open. Like how weird would that be on a binge? Ah, uh, sounds like Star Trek Enterprise to me. Okay, because I can't, I can't think of a precedent. <laughs> I mean, I really kind of... Like, uh, the first two seasons of Star Trek Enterprise were very procedural, very, like, next generation slash Voyager-esque procedural type of stuff. Yeah. Um, with some, like, vague, overarching uh, serialization. Yeah. And then season three, they kind of jumped into the whole 9-11 thing and really started, like, playing with, like... You know, there's a terrorist attack on Earth that, like, destroys, like, a huge chunk of it with a laser, and they're planning something else, so everyone's pissed off, and Archer is sent off into this area of space called the Expanse, and it gets pretty rough, and it's, like, very serialized with this group of uh, aliens called the Zindi, mm-hmm. and um, got way better, and then season four just blew it out of the water. They did, like, a bunch of mini arcs that were, like, two or three episodes apiece, a and um, with an overarching... Oh, it was it was such a such a tragedy that show got canceled. It was just getting so good. Mm. But yeah, um, like Net- I've seen stuff like that for Netflix. Though the the major question I have is is really like I would love to talk to one of the people in like in who was in the buying process who had made that decision and just mm-hmm. ask them like, did you buy that show to be that show because you ran the numbers and you decided that you could keep it going and it would make you enough money to justify doing it mm-hmm. because that's enough to make a business decision. I mean, you. you it's going to make money. We're going to make, you know, 20% on this or something. Let's let's do it. We buy that show. We let that show be and we do it. Or did you... you know, the showrunners said that uh, net, they just, apparently Netflix mostly just heard the fans 
and were really impressed with how because like Lucifer is their first pickup in a long time. It's their first save in a long time. So apparently they just heard how uh, passionate the fans were, but also uh, a bunch of the people in charge over at Netflix were just actually fans of the show. Well, that's the other question, though. Is like, did you them. buy the show that you were watching and just think, I need more of this? Or did you buy a show that had a lot of promise and think, over here, we can do something? You know, That's what yeah. I want to ask somebody. Because yeah. if I if I'd ask someone that question, they're like, I mean, well, I don't know what was wrong with the show. I'd, my heart would sink. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, fuck. I, I, I hope. It's going to be hard. I hope Netflix gave them 10 episodes because they were like, we know exactly what was wrong with this show. Focus your story, damn it. Yeah, that's. But, um. You know, I, I'll i be honest, this is the, I mean, I'm always honest on this show, but. <laughs> except that one time you lied. Except that we'll one time. And will never tell you when that was. Right. This is the most excited I've been for Lucifer, period. Yeah, I believe This it. is the most in, interested I've been There have been, been moments where, like, it was a good episode. Yeah, absolutely. But you still weren't, like, excited about the next episode. <laughs> it was like it surprised you every now and then and be like, oh, damn. Huh. Yeah. All right. But like, if some it was like an exceptionally going to go back to formula, and it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, if it was an exceptionally good episode, I'm just going to be like, <laughs> "This is tuckered them out. It's going to be procedures like procedurals like for the next four weeks." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, over to another show. I'm really, really excited about Swamp Thing. Uh, that hashtag show again, grain of salt, but I again, I hope this is true. They are reporting that James Wan is going to co-direct the pilot alongside uh, alongside uh, Darren uh, Sarfian. And uh, Sarfian's credits are include Buffy the Vampire Slayer, House, and Fringe. So you know he's got the goods on directing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really, I think it'd be awesome to see James Wan direct that, co-direct that pilot. Like That would be nice. If Aquaman, There's can a, you imagine, uh, like, apparently they really have some kind of faith in Aquaman because they're letting James Wan do other shit. <laughs> I'm going to laugh if later it's really just, they were trying to transition him into other roles. <laughs> oh man. Don't put that in my head. I, what a dick really, thing to do. I don't think that's it, but <laughs> I didn't mean All to right, troll so, my friend. Uh, yeah. Well, too bad. Yeah. Um, because that's what you did, you jackass. Yeah, no, uh, This is exciting, and I hope this is true as well. That hashtag show is reporting that Kelsey Grammer is in talks to play the chief on Doom Patrol. Yes, please. Absolutely. Yes, please. Like, I would, I would watch Kelsey Grammer do just about anything. Like, <laughs> that dude's a really good actor. I didn't even think like, he was a bad beast. So help me. Oh, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. I mean, God, like, I, I'm, I can imagine people just yelling at me when I say that, but I, I really didn't no, think it was he wasn't. a bad beast. Sorry. No one, sorry. no one disagreed with that. I almost know. I don't think he almost any, like they brought him back in days of future past just for a second. We're like, oh, blah, 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 Logan. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was happy to see him. Um, <laughs> you know, I was one of those, like he showed up in an episode of Star Trek, the next generation as like a, uh, as a captain of a ship that had been lost, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they like salvage the ship, you know, and they find it or whatever. Uh, I think it was in the episode, the Pegasus. It's been a while though. But anyway, they find the ship and like, they're like, Oh, we're getting a hail from the captain of the ship. And it pops up as Kelsey Grammer. Cause Kelsey Grammer's just a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. And he just wanted to be somebody on there. Like, Hey, why don't you be this captain? 
right. was like heartbroken that they weren't doing a spinoff of that guy <laughs> because it was like that ship and that captain had been like lost for several years. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we didn't know what was happening. And then it's like, they would have to, they were still in the, the old movie uniforms and stuff. And so they would be like, well, we're going to have to go back into some training and stuff and figure out what's happened since and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I want to see that show. I, I want to see that. I want to see Kelsey Grammer, like trying to like grapple with, you know, the, the very politically correct, uh, diplomacy of the 24th century Federation versus the cowboy diplomacy of Kirk's era. I wanted to see that. Nice. Anyway. And really, I just wanted to see Kelsey Grammer as a Starfleet captain. I mean, <laughs> like on a series. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Uh, to, to reiterate though here, the chief, uh, the, <laughs> The uh, the character description here is eccentric, brilliant, paternal, and mysterious. The chief as an is a noted scientist, wealthy investor, and of course the leader of the Doom Patrol. The chief rescued each member of his team from horrific accidents, nurtured them to health, resuscitated their self esteem, and sent them into the world to defend a populace that sees them as little more than freaks. His disarming manner does little to conceal a steely determination and unwavering devotion to defending Earth from evil's oddest entities. Mm-hmm. I'm so on board seeing this. Like, I, I, I really want to see Grammar in the role. I'm going to be sad if he's not. <laughs> you can't put that in my head and then take it away from me. I don't know. I mean, anyway, you, you sure can, but I don't want them. I don't I want mean, them to. I want can. this for you. <laughs> I didn't know your love for for Grammar ran, ran, ran that deep, but now I want this for you. I really like Kelsey Grammar. Absolutely. Like, I want to watch all of Cheers just to get to the Kelsey Grammar stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Cheers is not a bad show either. Like, I don't know why I even acted like it was, but I didn't mean to quite so much. Anyway, uh, Pennyworth, according to Omega Underground, Epic's uh, Pennyworth television show might be entering production sometime by the end of the year. Hmm. And that's what we know. We know we don't know, and the rumor itself is pretty damn thin. That is, uh, okay. Yeah. And I only mention it because, like, if you go more than two or three weeks, people are like, well, I guess Pennyworth's not happening. We haven't heard anything about that. <laughs> like, no, apparently people are still talking about it. I don't know. Yeah. I hope that's good. I hope all of it's good. Anyway. I mean, I, I do. I just, it was still just so sideways to do it, to do what they're doing right now is, I, mm-hmm. I, I cannot explain it. We're going to do this thing based on the hype of a character we've made, but it's not actually connected at all to the thing we've made. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> like the only reason I can see him doing it is because they know Gotham's going away and Pennyworth is starting and hopefully they can like maybe just hijack the momentum from the his character and put it into a new thing mm-hmm. without having to continue the series in any way with any kind of maybe a guest role from anybody or something like that like or tying it in like maybe they just like just 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 put that in a bottle you know just put that in a bottle but I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take all the thirst you still have since I put that in a bottle and put it over here in this bottle it's open have a drink here you go i'm sorry man i do feel a, a bit hijacked by it i think that maybe that's some of my frustration there yeah you're really strong uh, you know you, you feel really strongly about it i don't and i don't know why i liked uh sean pertwee mm-hmm. um i like him a lot maybe my favorite part best of live version Gotham. i've ever seen of alfred honestly well we've had him for the longest yeah well just this like, one, i've had the most opportunities to connect <laughs> with and i love yeah. the i love the alfred that's the like x you know uh, yeah, I think I would prefer Jeremy Irons if I had more time with him. Maybe, but I haven't had that much time. And I do love the Jeremy Irons version. Yeah. And uh, I, 
it just this one though, I've had so much more time and I can relate to it. Like we're, I, we're so familiar now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I get it, man. More like he, he has no idea about I, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Over to black lightning. <laughs> uh, TV time is uh, reporting that for season two, that we were, we're going to get quote, a flurry of fresh faces uh, that are currently being cast. And uh, we have a potentially sociopathic scientist named Dr. Jace. Mm-hmm. And a new love interest for Anissa. Sorry, a new love interest for Anissa is that's Doctor Ch- that's Doctor Jace, and we're gonna get a new principal for Garfield High. Um, now people are thinking that this is probably Doctor Helga Jace, who was a royal scientist in uh, the fictional nation of Markovia, who uh, did all these awful experiments and gave superpowers to to people, including uh, the king's youngest son. Uh, who was known in the, in the comics as Geoforce and his half-sister, and uh, wound up becoming a villain of the Outsiders. Mm. Uh, so that's the thing. Outsiders was a Black Lightning thing. Yeah, there's so there's some kind of vague. Obviously. Um, that's fine. I, I don't know Geoforce too well, but for that channel, he's got to be better than Geomancer, so good on him. I hope so. Good on him. <laughs> that's the first thing I was like, no! Oh, wait, no, that's Geomancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, they've released a synopsis for season seven of Arrow, and it does sound surprise. Well, not even surprisingly, a lot like uh, the Green Arrow escape from Supermax <laughs> that we talked about. Yeah. Uh, the synopsis reads as such: There has been no no shortage of, of I can't speak. There has been no shortage of close calls for Oliver Queen when it comes to protecting his superhero identity. But in the season six finale. He was finally backed into a corner and forced to reveal himself to the world as the Green Arrow. Now Oliver will come face to face with many of the criminals he placed behind bars as he makes a new home for himself at Slabside Maximum Security Prison. Oliver will find himself vulnerable in a way unlike ever before when a mysterious new enemy begins to unravel his work as Green Arrow, challenging him to redeem his name or risk losing everything. I am Hmm. somewhat interested to see how they get him out of prison. Yeah, I feel like Like, that could be a really good episode. Like, a, a Prison really, Break a, episode a, of Arrow a, sounds pretty <laughs> awesome. That could be a really good episode. Well, I don't know how long you do it. I mean, I'm sure there's some lead up, but there's got to be like, it's got to be one episode where it actually happens. You can't break out over several episodes, uh, yeah. right? I mean, well, we I tried that. Maybe they could. Granted, the show was apparently so well loved, it came back for a revival, but whatever. You, mm-hmm. I Like, I'm sure there's going to be a system and a lot. Of, here's my bet. There's going to be a whole period where he just kind of says don't worry stay there then something so bad happens that oh but we have to but we need you and we have like a a shot where oliver realizes no i really do have to break out regardless of whatever Mm -hmm. stakes they've given us at the time and then they start really doing it and and don't get me wrong i i know i know it's gonna be several episodes it's not gonna be like one episode where they're like at the the front before you see the arrow symbol is is uh, this suddenly happened and we have to have you right now and that'd be weird uh and then (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the arrow symbol and then just that whole episode they figure out how to break him out of supermax no i'm hoping it's episodes yeah. worth of planning to figure out yeah. how, like yeah, yeah yeah felicity in the background has been planning this for a while and so some of the cheat work is already done and she's got an idea and all that stuff i'm hoping for that but to actually do it i feel like it's just the bulk of one episode like the, the actual event of it of him leaving mm-hmm. the shell shanking if you will should be one episode long <laughs> yeah um. Yeah, I I just laughed because it sounded like you were like sliding the show, like you were throwing a slur out there, you know. Like, nah. Like, oh, that'll be a good episode. Nah. 
<laughs> like, here's the season Finally, seven synopsis. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good episode. I've been, <laughs> been at this for what feels like 18 years. It'd be fine. Fine if we finally had something yeah. I enjoyed for half a damn hour. Yeah. No, no. Uh, in case you're in desperate need to go back and uh, catch up on Supergirl Season 3, it is all now in its entirety on Netflix. Moving on to Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> it's the eight-day rule. Once it's finished, wait eight days. Yep. Such a weird uh, Maisie Richardson. Thing. Eight days. It never made sense of that. Whatever. Whatever, man. It's good for me. Uh, Maisie Richardson Sellers has confirmed she's coming back to Legends of Tomorrow. She says, to clear up the confusion, I will be returning to Season 4. Uh, I'm fine with that. That's fine. I, I, I'm okay with it. I do kind of wish they'd let her lie because they did wrap up her arc really well, really well, but, uh, whatever. Here's something I'm excited about though. Courtney Ford has been upped to series regular on legends of tomorrow season four. This was Nora dark. Interesting. And I liked her. I thought she did a really good job. I liked her arc with Ray. I'm glad we'll get to play with that more. It seemed like they had a, a really good chemistry. Um, they have good chemistry on, on, on screen, which makes sense because Courtney Ford and Brandon Routh are married in real life. Mm. But, um, I'm down to see this and, you know, we're, we're facing, uh, some, some, uh, demonic bad guys in season four. So I'm sure she's got some sort of magic up her sleeve that will be, uh, you know, applicable. That does make sense though. <laughs> yeah, that does make sense. Also, it just, All right, just we're gonna occurred get... to me that that should, it probably has something hmm? to do with the, the plus seven ratings, that eight day thing. Probably. And also, yeah. Also the fact that most of these, uh, like the CW has, uh, has these shows up, you know, a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be part of it, right? Yeah. Anyway. Man. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to get into other, other things, other, other bits, but in an overarching sense, just dropped a thing An overarching sense, we're going to be talking about some of the, uh, some of the, Scheduling at San Diego Comic-Con. Okay. So, uh, first up, uh, Young Justice. We're going to get some out- Young Justice Outsiders footage at Comic-Con. Warner Brothers put out a press release, says the fans have waited long enough and it's time for a first look at one of the most highly anticipated shows of the year in Young Justice Outsiders. The teenage superheroes of the DC Universe come of age in an animated world of superpowers, supervillains, and super secrets. Mm-hmm. This time, the team faces its greatest challenge yet as it takes on metahuman trafficking and the terrifying threat it creates for a society caught in the crossfire of a genetic arms race spanning the globe and the galaxy. Dude, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it does. That sounds really cool. I did miss that show. Um, It was really good. So the Young Justice Outsiders panel is going to be on Friday, July 20th at 10 a.m. in room 6DE. Um, And in in addition to the first look, they're going to be getting – they're going to have a panel – with uh, producers Greg Wiseman and uh, Brandon Vietti, art director Phil Barassa, and voice director Jamie Thomason, and members of the voice cast uh, Troy Baker and Stephanie uh, Limelin. Now we're also getting, uh, on Wednesday, July 18th, they're going to have a premiere of Freedom Fighters The Ray. This is going to be the se- the second season of The Ray, hopefully the last, <laughs> based on the first. <laughs> And they're also going to do Superhero Girls at 12.30 in room SDE. Um, A show that apparently I will be into at some point. Yeah, 
uh, yeah, absolutely. They're also going to have a video presentation, and they're going to have a panel and a video presentation from that. Uh, Black Lightning video and panel at 11 a.m. in Ballroom 20. They're also going to have a panel with Cress Williams and uh, China Ann McLean and Nefessa Williams, Christine Adams, Marvin uh, Jones III, Damon Gupton, and James Remar, as well as producer Salima Keel. Sci-Fi's Krypton is going to be at noon in the Indigo Ballroom, where the cast and crew preview the show's upcoming second season. The Arrowverse panels begin on Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m. in Ballroom 20, starting with Supergirl. Uh, Melissa Benoist. Um, oh, sorry. I, I think I guess she, they're going to be there. The whole re- the respective cast. I don't know why I had her name on there <laughs> for no reason. Anyway, uh, so Arrow's going to be at 4.15. Ledge's at uh 5 p.m the flash at 5 45 p.m and uh all the presentations will have the respective casts so anyway there's all that and we've got some feedback from uh from nathan wobbly boots and uh well i guess here it is hey dave hey jason it's uh nathan wobbly boots 85 i just wanted to know uh what are you guys most wanting to come out of San Diego Comic-Con, like announcement-wise or just anything that way. Like, what are you most wanting or even looking forward to to come out of Comic-Con this year? And my second part is, am I a huge dick? Because I kind of want, when Bruce and Selena stand at the altar, Joker to come in and put a bullet between Selena's eyes just to watch Jordan Valdez go in complete meltdown mode. I, I know it's kind of like a dick thing, but... His entire life is Bat Cat, and I just kind of want his whole Bat Cat world to come shattering down around him. I feel like a dick saying that, but I just will laugh so hard if that's the case. If they just you think it's going to work out and they're going to be together forever. And, oh, no, Joker just put the bolt between her eyes. I, I don't know, guys. Love the show. Keep some DC on your screen. Talk to you later, fellas. Oh, man. Um. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I, I just, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yes, of, of I, course I, that sounds like a dick move. Of course. Yeah, it sounds dickish, but, also, you know, the at kind the same of time. troll that, like, the kind of trolly move that does kind of make me chuckle a little bit. Yeah, I laughed a lot when I heard yeah. it the first time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But to actually get to your question about what we hope to get out of SDCC, um. Well, we've been told we're getting the Aquaman trailer, and I absolutely want that. That was the 100% you damn well better. Right? That one was my non-negotiable. Um, And there has, like I said before, there has been some hinting that we're going to get a Shazam trailer or a teaser or something. I'm okay with a teaser, but I, I don't really want a trailer yet. I want a trailer. You, you want to know? You want to hear the dream? Because I already I talked about mm-hmm. it earlier. Yeah, go for it. All right. So I had this dream a couple nights ago. Uh, that we got to see the SDCC Shazam teaser. I don't know if I was like, if we were in the audience or what, but here's what I saw in my head. Mm-hmm. We, I saw Ron Cephas Jones as the wizard, mostly we, we, and then we cut to him in voiceover and he's very seriously, very stoically reciting the acronym, you know, S wisdom is for Sh- uh, Solomon, strength of Hercules, stamina of Atlas, mm-hmm. power of Zeus, courage of Achilles, speed of Mercury mm-hmm. with every letter. We get a blink and you miss it demonstration of Shazam doing these things, right? Mm-hmm. Then we see it. We cut to a close up of Asher Angel looking up in awe, and he whispers Shazam. Then there are quick shots of explosions, crowd reactions, 
Mark Strong's Dr. Savannah, a shot of Mr. Mind that in, in the dream we, we freaked out about. Shot, <laughs> we saw shots of the Marvel family, and then it cuts, it cuts to black, and we hear Henry Cavill's Superman say, so, and then we cut to him floating beside Shazam in the air. And he says, who are you supposed to be? And we get like this quick musical cue making us think we're going to like cut to the Shazam title card. And then it just cuts off. And instead Shazam goes like an excitable preteen would says your biggest fan. (laughs) And that was the end. (laughs) So I don't mind what you got going on there. I really want to see that trailer. (laughs) I want all of that. I thought you were going to say like (laughs) excitedly. He says like, I'm Shazam. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that would be funny too that'd be great he just turns into a little boy and falls he just turns into a little boy and falls superman goes like flies down and saves him and then uh he's like oh god oh i forget i forget sometimes oh thank you all right shazam and then hits him and like superman goes falling back like because the lightning, because it's magic lightning now, just goes falling back out, like spiraling out, and like he has to go save him. Like, okay, we got to talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, more things that I want for Comic Con, since you asked. Uh, I want that rumor about Affleck appearing on stage with Matt Reeves and announcing his involvement in the solo series to be true. That's on my list. I'm going to put a check mark. Uh, I want Zack Snyder. I want Zack Snyder to come out and announce the Snyder cut. Uh, I can give or take that one. All right. Um, I want it to be announced that uh, on Supergirl, there's going to be a background DEO agent that turns out to be Dick Grayson undercover. That's amazing. I want Barbara Gordon's Batgirl to become a rookie. To get, rookie. It, that, to get yeah, it here, though. It's not happening. Uh, oh, yeah. This this list goes off the charts here uh, in terms of what is actually what might actually happen. I want Barbara Gordon and Batgirl to become recurring character on the show and be Kara's best friend. Make Lena a little upset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want a world's finest team up episode with Batman and Superman and Supergirl and Batgirl. Mm. I would love for them to announce ambush bug as a regular character or at least recurring character on legends of tomorrow. And that way he could explain the multiverse, explain that everyone is a fictional property of some sort somewhere really open up the fourth wall. And as much as I hated Bebo, Bebo does open us up for ambush bugs, arch nemesis, the sentient sock Argyle. He does. I think you have to say He's like the doc- Argyle. Yeah, absolutely. And he's a sock with a Doctor Doom mask, guys. How do you not want that? <laughs> On a show like Legends, if we were to ever do it, this is our moment. And of and of course, the the least likely, I think, I, I want an announcement about a Booster Blue Beetle film, and I want the question on Arrow. <laughs> I do want those, deeply. And those are the most realistic ones. And I do want the Booster Blue, mm-hmm. Blue, Blue Beetle, and I want it the way you said. I want Vince Vaughn and, and, and Wilson. I forget which Wilson. Owen, Owen Wilson, yeah. yeah. Owen Wilson, yeah. Um, yes, yes. I do want the question. Now, uh, our, deeply want the question. Absolutely. Now, I, I have some I have some other ones. Absolutely. Let's go for it. What's, what's what you need? I would love a Man of Steel 2 announcement. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. I would love for them to say it's going to be Zack Snyder's film. Mmm, wow. Really go back That's... for it. Really go back for it and say, I know, I know, but we've got a new thing going on here. Well, I mean, he's, he's already announced his next film is going to be The Fountainhead. I don't care about that. This is just pure one? Yes. Okay, okay. I wanted the Affleck-Reeves panel. I want those two to show up on stage in front of people and say, shut the fuck up, we're doing this film together. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if they actually phrased it that way. Uh-huh. I would like to know, for sure. I would just want a Joker casting announcement, period, period. Okay. Don't care who it is, 
If it's Joaquin, we'll work with that. If it's somebody younger, we'll work with that. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, it's going to also give me some information about the Batman film. Mm-hmm. Probably. That's still a rumor, too. We don't know. But I would yeah. like to know who's playing that person. So at the very least, I can stop listening to the nut job wailings of Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> or listen more closely. Whichever one. I just want to know if I need to That's dig fair. in or if I can bail on it. Just whatever. Right. I want a time frame of Gotham. How far are we going to flash forward? Because I think they're going to do that. Ooh. That is good. And I want to know if we're going to do real flash forwards. Like, are we going to are we going to we're going to see some cape and cow going back and forth in the show, or are we going to just kind of mm-hmm. keep it there and have like that iconic last shot of him standing on a ledge in the in the, in the full uniform? You know, I'm sure we'll have that. They 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 had, that's the one thing they've remained steady on since the beginning. It's like that's, that how, that's how, how they the want the show ends. to fade out. Yeah, yeah. But it's almost like just because I know Gotham, the last episode, the last season is coming this season. I'm just sort of like I'm like a kid who just like oh, I've got more presents to open, toss right. Like I've, I'm already thinking about other things. Like oh yeah, Gotham. Yeah, we're we're, we're gonna watch that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking to that, I want a Titans trailer. Mm. And this one, like Shazam, I don't want to. I don't want a trailer necessarily, unless they're really ready for it. Like unless they're so sure that they think they've got the right trailer. Because this thing isn't happening until May. Mm-hmm. This is a year we've got to live with those two minutes of footage and just eat them alive. Because you know that's what everyone's gonna do. Yeah. I mean, we've really gotten to a point where, like, a couple months before the movie comes out, you see the trailer, and then there's the movie. Mm -hmm. That's almost really what I want now. But Titans, for me, is different. I know it's next Uh year, but we really, truly have no idea what we're looking for here. I don't know what kind of tone they're really shooting it with. There have been some reports here and there. I don't know what we're in for. And it's also going to be airing on a platform that hasn't announced a damn thing about itself as far as – it hasn't really shown its cards at all. Mm -hmm. And they said, we're going to give you a Young Justice piece of footage, right? Yeah. But that's an existing property. Mm-hmm. So they're going to keep it close to the existing property that they brought in. Titans, yeah. I would like to see their first piece of original footage, please. Mm-hmm. Show me what you got, buddy. Show me what you got. Right. Similarly, because there's so much to speak of it, I would like to know <laughs> what properties the DC universe, the streaming universe, if you're not used to the name yet, I'm just getting used to it too, has already negotiated to have under its viewing service. Mm-hmm. When I go drop that whatever 99 they're going to charge me mm-hmm. every month, I would like to know what I have access to. It would be awesome if they would just, you know, all the digital, all the uh, the actual like animated movies and stuff. Oh, that'd be fantastic. If you already pay for that service, they would just put those up. That'd be fantastic. Like, Wouldn't there's it? so many things hmm. in the back catalog that even other shows don't have access to right now. Like, I, I think Amazon Prime has access to, or has the rights of for uh, BTS right now. I'm not sure. It, it, but uh-huh. it changes. You you don't like Netflix doesn't get something in perpetuity. They like they get it for a couple of years and that's how long they have it. And that's all there is. Right. So I'm sure. Well, I'm sure that I hope at least that the stuff that isn't currently under contract they've been snapping up. Like no, we're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. make this thing worth it. We're gonna have everything you want to go back and back catalog. Like, we're gonna be a binge station for everything that is DC. I that's what I want them to be doing. Yeah. I would love for them to like give me a list of like here's what you're already gonna be able to stream. And the list will grow, you know? I would love to go back and revisit that old 80s Superboy show. Oh, I mean, I know sure. I don't, but I totally want to go see. Oh, I totally want to. Why not? Nobody's got the Flash 90s. Yeah. Do it. Throw it on there. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, we have a review for that. You just you just go ahead and check that out, too. I I do kind of want them to give me a heads up about what they're... That, we're only a couple months away from it launching, man. Mm-hmm. I think it would be appropriate. I think that one might be one that maybe possibly happens. At least a teaser. Okay. But... What I want most of all is them to announce that there are new showrunners for Lucifer. 
Uh-huh. I don't think that's happening. I don't buddy. think it is either. But I want two new people, literally uh, Joe and his brother John, don't care who, walk out and say, we're running the show now. And I'd be like, cool. You've got a better shot than they. <laughs> we were definitely failing before, and we might not now. So go. Mm-hmm. What's your resume? I've been working as a side cook for 32 years and watched a lot of Nick at Night reruns in my spare time. What about you, John? I uh, really have just read the Harry Potter Potter novels 14 times and honestly haven't held a job in 14 years. It's uh, I like the symmetry, but honestly, I don't even know why they gave me this job. They just kind of called a couple people and I answered the phone and frankly, we thought it was a coincidence that our name started with a J, but whatever. Yes, give them the job. Give them the job. Uh-huh. <laughs> right now, I you know, learn I on honestly the fly. would like to see what these. I honestly want to see what these people do with a focused ten episode story. I know, I know. They just have seemed so incompetent with some of the stuff they said regarding the actual when the show was taken from the the first time. I I thought, oh my god, they do not understand anything. Well, if we keep teasing you and never actually award anything, well, they'll just keep us on the air indefinitely. No. No. Yeah. It's a bad EP. Bad. <laughs> so uh, our our friend Scott Madison, Planet Rise creative over on Twitter, says to us, if the writers choose or chose to introduce the character of Max Mercury on The Flash, who should play him? And um, I think I, I, that this ties into what I would want at SDCC. I want an announcement that John Wesley Shipp is going to play Max Mercury. <laughs> and I I want his wayward romps through time and space to have somehow caused several speedsters or relatives of speedsters from 90s Flash to Henry Allen to Jay Garrick himself to have the same face. I want that explained. Plus, I just really like John Wesley Shipp. That would be fun, and I do like him. I'm also going to propose William H. Macy. Oh, damn. That's a good one. Just because I've seen his hair on Shameless, and <laughs> if you made him some kind of Speed Jesus character with that hair... <laughs> Damn! <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we've got another voicemail from the aforementioned Jordan Valdez mm-hmm. talking some Bat Cat. Mm. Here's that voicemail now. Hey there, David Jason. This is Bat Jordan Valdez once again. Um, first off, I want to say I'm so excited about Gotham shooting. Um, well, as I'm as I'm recording this, it's June 24th, so in less than a month they'll be shooting again. Which, although um, likely we won't get to actually see uh, the scenes they're shooting until the show comes back in January, um, it is very reassuring to me, especially to know uh, that perhaps some live action Bat Cat scenes could be being filmed, even though I'm not getting to see them yet. But there's something very reassuring to know that Bruce and Selena will be back, um, you know, shooting scenes. So that is awesome. I love Gotham, and uh, I can't wait for season uh, season five. Uh, so, yeah, that is very exciting. Um, but uh, responding to Jason's question about, again, whether I'm, you know, apprehensive after issue number 49, I'm still not apprehensive. I'm still, you know, here's the thing. I trust Tom King. I really, really do trust him. I mean, I know myself and a lot of other um, Batcat shippers got really worried um, uh, during the uh, Super Friends arc uh, after issue number 39 with the whole thing with Wonder Woman. 
And then um, it turned Tom King. He, you know, he he has my trust. And after that, you know, we were all worried, and it turned out to be okay. And so I really think that I mean, listen, here's the thing. Issue number, first of all, let's let's talk about issue number forty nine because it was phenomenal. First of all, I mean, pretty much it, mild, mild spoiler. It's not a spoiler really, but just I'll, I'll just say the premise of the issue. Obviously, Jason's read it. Um, it's just one long conversation between Catwoman and the Joker, and it is so unsettling. I mean. I can definitively say now, now that both issues are done, that The Best Man is one of the greatest Joker comics ever written. Like, I rank it up there now with The Killing Joke and with Brian Azzarello and Liebermango's Joker. That's how good I think this this uh, two-issue arc was. But anyway, I know that there was the ominous ending. That's all I'll say to try and keep it vague. The ominous ending to the issue. But I really think that this is, I mean, you know, the Joker tried to, you know, sabotage things, I guess you could say. I really think that that's been taken care of and that issue number 50 will just be uh, another love letter from Tom King to the Bat-Cat relationship, um, you know, much like Rooftops was, much like um, Batman Annual number two was, much like issue number 44 was. So that's what I'm expecting from it. Um, I, I'm just – I'm ecstatic. I'm so excited. Less than two weeks away, uh, finally going to get to see my OP, OTP tie the knot, and I could not be more excited. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not apprehensive. I'm just – my excitement level – is through the roof for this. So I can't wait. Um, I hope you enjoy it, Jason. I hope you enjoy it, David, when you eventually do get to it. Bat Cat forever from the first kiss to the last. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, I hope I enjoy it when it gets around, when I get a, when it, when it gets around. When I get around to reading this uh, Batman run, I will say I did see a panel of something that piqued my interest in a way that made me want to read it sooner rather than later. It, he's right. 49 was phenomenal. This little two Joker arc has been just amazing. Just freaking great. And um, I might consider at this point, like, dropping off. I, it would it would depend. I'd have to see 50. I gotta <laughs> actually see the wedding. And then if, mm-hmm. if, it, if it's as compelling as 49 was, there's a chance that you open your door one day and there's a stack of comics there and a picture of a puppy and a little gun held to its head. And me saying like just a little note that says read it, read it right now. You, you don't have to go the you don't have to go that far with a puppy, man. I'll 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 probably if you if I well if you texted me and said hey man your door has a little thing in front of it or check your mailbox or something mm-hmm. I'd know what you were doing right, right. I'd just go get them and read them real quick. That'd be great too. That's good to know because I didn't want to go through It'd all the trouble like of figuring maybe. out how to Photoshop a puppy in. Nah, man. <laughs> probably easier to Photoshop the gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, that, that one panel that I saw was kind of enough to make me go, mm, well, Joker's right. And that was my point. So I just could not, let's do this. Let's put it this way. I could not have <clears throat> conceived if you'd asked me for a million possibilities for like, Hey, what do you think is going to be the most, like one of the most compelling Joker moments you've ever seen? And I would say, Oh, it's definitely going to be a scene of him and Selena. Definitely going to be him and Catwoman. Yeah. Now that they've done it, I can see it. But if you'd asked me before, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I think I probably would have said, "Who cares?" Before, if I mean, if you'd told me like we're gonna make uh, Joker and Selena talk for a bit, and it's gonna be one of the greatest Joker moments you've ever seen, I'd be like, "Yeah, you're absolutely full of a bunch of acid right now, right? Like just tons of LSD, right? You okay? Mm-hmm. How's your fever? Is your fever okay? Experiencing blood loss? Which anything? Nothing? Okay." <laughs> But they did it. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, you can you can have fun with the Joker with anybody, really. Like, one of my favorite, I'm not saying it's one of the best, because there's been a lot of really great stuff oh, yeah. out there written with the Joker. But one of my favorite uh, is one, one of the first comics I ever had, maybe the first comic I ever had with the Joker in it, for real. Nah, that's not true. But, um, fun scene in, in a Nightfall comic where, uh, where, uh, he and Scarecrow are working together and Scarecrow, like, sprays him with fear gas to try to, like, manipulate him. And Joker throws his hands over his face, screaming, No! The horror! The horror! <laughs> yeah. And then just starts laughing his ass off. Yeah. And, like, Crane's like, What? And he's like, Doesn't work on me, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just, like, laughing his ass off at Scarecrow. Yeah. For being that damn stupid to think that would work. Uh, that was a lot of fun. That's one of my favorites. I'll, I think of it often. And um, you can have a lot of fun with anybody in the Joker. I I firmly believe it's a potent enough so, character. Uh, that, yeah, it's uh, it, there's a lot lot to be had. But to that to that uh, to that end, yeah, I think they had. I, I do think they chose a very potent take on it and had a good conversation with it. Mm-hmm. I do have and a, you know uh, uh, I do have a speculative thing though. Okay. And the only way I'm going to put it is this. It regards, well, I'll just say it's in the book. But it, it, it um it's a speculative speculation about the next one, which will I think be out a week from now. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's a speculation about what happens in the next one, and it's a it's uh-huh. only this question: What if the method of creating the Batman who laughs is correct in this version too? So Jordan might get what I'm talking about. Mm. All right, I'm not up on all that. I'm sorry. I mean, you'd have to. Not just have like read the metal storyline, but also read some of the other stuff. But yeah. But anyway, and as I have previously stated, I am woefully behind. There's a moment where that's like many other things occurred to me, but that was one of the first things that occurred to me, and I thought, ooh, ooh, that would be brave. <laughs> well, you know, I kind of have the feeling, and I don't know if I'm right, but I kind of have the feeling that whatever they do is pretty much just going to be like boiled down and sussed out in Jeff Johns' Three Jokers storyline. I actually, that, I thought that too. That was something else that uh, that occurred to me. I think, I I think a lot of people are going to have some fun because he's having some fun in No Justice right now too, and not No Justice in the Justice League too. So there's mm-hmm. a lot going on with the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, probably more than I'm privy to because I, I mean I have a I have a pull list, but it's not substantial or extensive. Certainly substantial to the amount of money I spend, but not extensive. Uh, it, it's uh, yeah, there's some stuff going on with him right now. And I, I do think it's exactly what you're talking about. Like, there's going to be a way all of a this. boiling and a sussing. Yeah, there's going to be like a lens. <laughs> you, you view all that through after Jeff Johns is done where it all makes sense. And it will be, as you might put it, properly sussed. All right. Well, I think that makes us properly sussed for the week. Yeah. I'll suss us right up. I got nothing else. All right. So we would love for you to come and hang out with us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash group slash DC on screen podcast. Don't go to group slash DC on screen because that's some kind of weird porn shit now. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome to. Just maybe don't get do. completely I don't sucked down I don't a rabbit know. hole and eventually remember to go to us too. Yeah, it's not us. Just, you just you know, click that sticky mouse over our way eventually. Oh man. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, DC on screen podcast. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash DC on screen podcast. Or you can give us a call. Just like Nathan did, just like Jordan did, 205-259-6331. We'll respond to you just as uh, we responded to them. DCOnScreen.com for every episode. Free. They're all there. Waiting on you. I believe we'll be back next week, right? Most likely. 
It might okay. be more more dead than this week. We'll have to see. It might it might be more dead, uh, but I'm pretty sure we'll be back. I mean, and people uh, are still on vacation at this point. Seriously, actors yeah. are still on vacation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, until next time, whenever that time may be, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Look around you, that car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream, you did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.